Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart. Hey, did I get your attention? We're doing something special for the next month. We're going to focus on now business. Like how do you generate income today, right now? My name is Jesse Zagorski. You probably know me as one of the regular hosts here, producer of the Agent Power Huddle. I'm also a broker associate with eXp. And what I keep hearing over and over again is agents that truly need to shift their business. The market shifted, they need to shift and they got to close the deals today. And so whether you're a brand new agent this series is for you. Experienced agent, this series is for you. It doesn't matter. Agent on a team, team leader, we're going to give you strategies and techniques to figure out how to scale and grow your business to close deals today. Not in the future, not tomorrow, today. This is what we're focusing on all month, the techniques, the strategies you need. So welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Hi, everybody. I'm Amy Izzo, and it's spilling tea with Amy. It's just mobile tea today. <laughs> it's just mobile tea today. I'm in my car. I'm a producing agent like you. So I'm in my car. So I thought, well, no better place to do it than right from here. So today we're going to talk about the 10 things that need to be in your schedule to be a productive agent. What are some of the things, 10 of them, I'm going to go over 10 of them that need to be in your schedule to be a productive agent. So if you're here with us live, Awesome. Ask questions. Just jump in because I likely won't see the chat, especially from the car. Um, just jump in if you have questions or things you want to ask about as I run through. And if you're joining us on the replay, welcome to the replay. Um, we can get this on all our podcast services. So Apple, Spotify, you name it. We can get it. YouTube. So this is awesome. So I'm so excited. Welcome. It's is it my first? It's my first Age of Power Huddle of 2023. Woo! So I'm a realtor in the Northwest Indiana and Illinois area. I have a team that covers several states as well. And I'm super excited to talk with you guys and to roll into 2023 with you. So let's get started. So I'm going to go over 10 things that need to be in your schedule. I'm going to keep this one real estate business focused. Um, so I'm not going to talk about the personal stuff, although that should be in there too, right? Time for you should be scheduled into your schedule first, but I'm going to talk about what are the activities because as I'm coaching agents across the country, what I'm seeing in their time blocks is vague time blocks. So I'm seeing time blocks that say real estate activity or money making activity, or I'm seeing make calls, right? And that is so generic, nothing wrong with it. Like, hey, high five that you're time blocking and double high five that you've got real estate activity in your time block and triple high five when you're following your time block, right? So that is a way, a great strategy to get us doing the work because we're out here on an island, right? Doing business on our own. And so there isn't a time clock. There isn't a boss going, hey, time to make your calls. There isn't a report to turn in. We um, receive feedback based on whether or not we close deals and whether or not we close enough deals, that is the feedback on our activity. When you're not closing deals and you're not closing enough deals, that is feedback that your activity either isn't enough, isn't existent, or isn't the right stuff, right? Isn't the right stuff. So we want to get the right stuff in your calendar. What I find is helpful is when we can get more specific on our time block. So I'm just going to run over a bunch of things that should be in our time block. So one of the first things I want, I'm going to assume that we are all meeting buyers and getting buyers into pre-approval, right? So, and then they go, 
they get pre-approved in a best case scenario. They get pre-approved by our wonderful lender partner. And then what happens? They go shopping. They start online shopping. Hopefully we're taking them to see some showing, some, some homes on some showings. And we need to follow up with them. We need to follow up with them because it may take them some time to find a home. We are not in the competitive market where 32 homes or 32 showings on one home today, we're going to quick write an offer and probably get turned down because there's only one buyer out of the 32 that are going to get it, or we're going to win. We're not in that market anymore. There is still less inventory, but there is more inventory available to buyers. They have choices. And the interest rates are higher, so they're a little bit more cautious. So they're shopping around a little bit, right? So we have to follow up with our pre-approved buyers. Sometimes what I find is we get our buyers pre-approved and we stop follow-up. So in your time block, every day, you should have a block that says, check in with my pre-approved buyers. Now, before we check in with our pre-approved buyers, what should we be doing? Well, let me tell you, when I get a buyer pre-approved, and I I probably already have them on a home search. My process when I meet you as a buyer is to talk to you about the dream. The home is the dream. Understand the home that you want, understand the budget that you think, but get you pre-approved to confirm the budget. While you're getting pre-approved, I've got you on a home search through my website, through my CRM, so I can see your activity. I can see what you like. I can see what you don't like because I will stalk you in the background, right? And I can be watching. And when you get pre-approved, and I match up your budget with what I've sent you, I am going to start calling out homes we should go see. What I'm hearing from a lot of agents is, well, I set them the home search and I'm waiting for them to tell us what they want to go see. Stop waiting. We need to nurture buyers through the process. So how we nurture them through the process is we give them a little push, but they don't feel like we're giving them a little push because we're being helpful. So what do we do? We look at our home searches every day for our buyers that are in pre-approval that are still shopping. And we pick out a couple of homes that they should go see. And then we send them a separate message. Hey, Amy, these are two homes that meet your criteria. I think we should see them. Do you want to go Tuesday or Wednesday, 8 a.m. or 6 p.m.? Let's go, right? So we want to do that with our buyers and pre-approval every day. So I want 30 minutes in your calendar, in your time block, where you are reaching out to your buyers, reviewing their home searches, reaching out to them, telling them what homes we want to go see and telling them when we want to go see them, right? Make it about this is when it, the home is available. Now rewind. Well, what if I tell them a time and they can't go at that time? Go back to your buyer consultations, guys, in your buyer consultations, when you're asking them about the dream home and you're asking them about pre-approval and you're putting them into the pre-approval process with your trusted lender, one of the key questions you should be getting answered is, hey, once you're pre-approved and we start shopping, what are the days and times you are typically available to see homes with me? That's an important question. What are the days and times you are typically available to see homes with me? You're asking that so that when you start this process of review the home search, tell them what to go see, you can match their availability, their typical availability to your calendar. So it's never going to be a situation where I can't show them a home because I'm too busy, right? It's never going to be about you. And you're not going to make a bad recommendation. Now, they could be busy, 
that particular week at that time that they're typically available, but then they can give you another day and time. But if most of the time, what you're going to find is when you recommend going to see a home, giving them options, buyers need options this time or that time, this day or that day, right? When you do that and you use their typical availability, you're going to get more yeses. So that is your first time block or a time block in your calendar that you need to have. You also need a time block every day where you're calling new leads, at least an hour. I'd love to see you have two hours, but at least an hour where you're calling new leads. But Amy, I don't have any new leads. Go get some. And if you don't have any new leads and you're like, I don't have money to run new leads, use that time to call your sphere of influence. SOI. Guys, if you have not documented your SOI, it's time to do it. Go make a top 100 list. Who are the people that know, like, and trust you? Yes, your Aunt Betty. Yes, Uncle Bobby. Yes, everybody that knows you. Yes, the person that does your nails. Yes, the girl that gives you a wax. Yes, I said it, right? Yes, the dry cleaner. Yes, the gal at the bar or the guy at the bar that always waits on you when you get a drink. Yes, the, the manager of the local restaurant everybody in your networking group, this is your SOI. If they would recognize your name on a piece of paper and not mark you spam, right? They are SOI. And it, the higher they get on that list, the more they know, like, and trust you, they are your SOI. So if you are not lead generating for whatever reason, it's SOI, it's calling SOI. If you are lead generating, it's calling new leads. And if you run out of new leads and you still have time in that time block, call SOI. So that should be in your time block as well calling new leads. That's the second one. The third one is following up with old leads, right? Now, when I say old leads, I'm not talking about the pre-approved buyers. Those folks aren't leads anymore. A lead is a person that came in, they raised their hand and said, I want to do something. I want to buy, I want to sell, I want to do something. And you converted them to the next step. You converted them into pre, you did a buyer consult, you converted them into pre-approval and now they're shopping or you had a listing appointment with them or a couple and you're moving them into the listing process. Okay, those are leads. But following up with old leads are people that you've been reaching out to. Maybe you've made contact, maybe you haven't, but you haven't converted them to a next step. They're, you've just, they've either just been quiet or there's been some back and forth. Get engaged. You need to follow up with these old leads a minimum of eight to 12 times and don't stop. I have people in my database I have been following up with for a year, for two years. And guess what? Eventually they come through and they do business. I talked to a gal today I've been following up with for two years, two years. And she thought of me because of all the follow-up because her brother now needs to buy a house. It's not even her. So she's like, you're our realtor. Yes, I am. I never even matter. It's just all the follow-up. Why am I able to follow up with somebody for two years? Well, because I marketed my CRM and I got a time block that says call old leads, right? So that's your third one. We're going to call our old leads. Yes, that's what we're going to do. Social media. We got to do social media, you guys. Get over the social media challenges. I love you. Get over it. We need to do social media. You need to do video. I'm not even asking you anymore. I've been saying, well, you should do it and you should. No, you need to do it. The more people see your personality, they 
you build a parasocial relationship with them. They think they know you. They see you. They feel comfortable with you. They hear what you know. You guys hear me on this every Wednesday. I hope sometimes I sound like I know what I'm doing, right? So, and some of you will reach out to me from time to time and be like, hey, I got a question. Hey, this thing you said, right? We're building a relationship, even if you've never met me. We're built, you can do the same thing with strangers and social media will help you. You can get into your sphere in social media. You can get into the sphere of others through social media. When someone likes your post and shares it or tells their friend about you and they go look you up, now you've got more eyes on you, more potential relationships you can build. So Every day, we need to be following a social media plan. Last week, go watch last week's Agent Power Huddle. I talked about um, a social media calendar. I told you, I steal shamelessly from people more successful than me. Tristan Ahumada will give you all, go on lab coats. He will give you all his social media plan. It's a calendar. He uses a method called STAY, S-T-A-Y, right? S is... Uh, story, tell a story. T is teach, right? So he's got the whole plan. It's in last week's agent power huddle. He will give it to you. If you're like, I can't even think about it. I don't know what to do every day. I'm spending too much time thinking about what to do. Just go rip off and duplicate his calendar. And I did my, by the way, we attached a bunch of example calendars. That's, that's what I do guys. I just use other people's stuff. Um, and I, and then I get creative on my own too, right? I ballroom dance. So if you follow me, you see a lot of ballroom dancing. That's not on anybody's calendar, but that is a story to tell. And by the way, I get business ballroom dancing and I'm not trying to, I'm just trying to dance. So, but people get curious and then get engaged. Like you're a realtor. Hey, let's talk. All right. So share on social media what's going on. Follow a calendar so you have daily sharing. Um, email. Y'all, check your email three times a day. Wake up and check it. Check it at midday. Check it by, before the end of the day. Please check your email three times a day. Agents, you got to get back to people. Now, you just do. You got to get back to other agents. You've got to get information in timely to your clients. That should be in your time block. So. I want you to make sure you're checking email. There's too many of us reading it every couple of days. There are no emergencies. You don't need to follow every notification all day, all day long in real estate, but three times a day at least, you need to check your email, right? Morning, noon, and night, you're pretty good. I glance at it in the morning. I look for the important stuff. I know what I got to take care of throughout the day. I look at it after lunchtime to see if anything crazy came in or that does need immediate assistance. And then I just look one more time at the end of my day. It takes me about 15 minutes each time, sometimes only five minutes. So I just put a little 15 minute time block for email. So that's the fifth one, email. CRM. I want you to spend time in your CRM every day. Now, if you're calling your old leads and you're following up on leads, then you're using your CRM at that time. But I want you to do outreach in your CRM too. So I want you to take time in your calendar each day to go, okay, who do I need to outreach to in my CRM? Is there a message I need to send to all of my um, buyer and sellers, people that own a home that could potentially sell it? Is there, and could potentially buy something, right? Is there information about the market I can send them? Is there a newsletter I can put out? What is it? Hi, Sylvia. What is it that I can put out there through my CRM? Why through your CRM? Well, because if I pick a group of people, which is why we need our people in our CRM, if I tag them all, 
these are past clients. These are potential buyer sellers. These are people that ask for home valuation. So we know they're sellers, right? I can send a message to all of them. I can craft one message. I can craft one drip campaign over a period of time and I can tag it to a list of people and then they will receive either the one-off message that I'm doing or the drip campaign that I'm going to do over three weeks, four weeks, 12 weeks, whatever it is. Uh, so I want you to spend, you know, just 30 minutes or so of your day thinking about your CRM, looking at it. What's one outreach I could do to my database today? Just one. What's one outreach I can do to my data inside my database today, right? Now, I am not going to tell you you should time block your showings and your rating contracts, but you should. That is not actually even in my top, top 10 list, but I want to mention it because I don't want you to say, she didn't even talk about showing houses or rating contracts. Of course, you need to do that. And I would love for you all to be going on listing appointments, showing houses and writing contracts every single day. However, I want you to do all these other money-making activities too. I know if you get a showing opportunity or a listing opportunity, you're going to book that baby right into your calendar. That we're all good at. I know you're going to do that. I want to focus today on the stuff we're not great at, you guys. And we let fall by the wayside because what we want to be doing is showing homes and listing homes and writing contracts and negotiating. That's the fun stuff. That's what we want to be doing. But all this other stuff, it gets you to the fun stuff. That's how you get there. So I'm, I just want you to, to know, I didn't forget those items. I'm not talking about those items anymore because I want you to do all the other stuff too. CMAs. Are you running CMAs every week, a couple times a week, two or three times a week? Amy, why would I do that? How do I run a CMA if no one's asking me for one? Hey, you know anybody that owns a home? Do you know anybody that owns a home? If you do, wouldn't it be great if you added value to their life by telling them without them asking what the heck their house is worth? And what if you then, after you did that, you once a month put them into a process where they got an update, right? Run CMAs, right? Tell people that aren't asking you, give them the gift of your talent, right? And tell them what their value of their home is on a regular basis so that a, you have some activity. B, they remember your realtor. C, they use you when they sell their house. And D, they refer you to other people because they get your CMA. And it's, they go, oh, cousin Sally is buying a house. My daughter really should talk to somebody about not renting anymore, right? Mm, I just got this thing from Amy. That will prompt them to refer you. That will prompt them to reach out to you. It works, you guys. Uh, if I had, if I could make time in my calendar to run CMAs every day, I know people that hire somebody to run CMAs every day and get them delivered. CMAs, I would say two or three times a week in your schedule, unless you're selling a gazillion homes, right? And then you should hire somebody to do it, right? Outreach, outreach, outreach. This is a way to outreach, okay? Um, lender follow-up. Hey, we got some transactions going on. I hope we do. And when we do, let's check in with our lenders. What's going on in the transaction? And the reason you want to check in with your lenders on those transactions. And so right behind that, you can follow up with your clients. How many of us get a client under contract? And we talk to them a whole lot the first couple of days because they got to get earnest money in and they got to order an inspection and they got a lot of stuff to do. But then we stop calling them. They're not going to close for 30 to 45 days. 
We need to be reaching out to our buyers through the whole transaction, especially through the quiet time. And, and, and your sellers too, reach out to your sellers the entire time through the transaction to make sure they know you're engaged. They know where you are in the process. You know where they are in the process. Are they packing to move if they're your seller, right? Are they preparing? Um, can you remind your buyers to please not buy a car or furniture because they're so excited and now they don't have as much work to do. They did the inspection and all the lender paperwork and it's kind of the quiet time of the transaction. They don't have as much work to do. So they're furniture shopping and they're dreaming and they're opening credit cards and doing craziness. We don't want them to do, even though we told them not to, right? Stay engaged. Think concierge level service. Your buyers and sellers, whether or not they are under contract with you, uh, meaning their house is under contract or they're a seller and you're still trying to sell it. It's sitting on the market. They need to hear from you every week. Pick a day. I never follow up with buyers and sellers on Mondays, especially when they're under contract because lenders don't know anything on a Monday. Nothing really happens over the weekend. So I'm really not going to get my lender updates until Tuesday. So I tell all my clients, you're going to hear from me uh, Wednesday or Thursday of each week. And on one day I call sellers and on one day I call buyers and I just keep it the same in my time block. And that's just what I do on those days. If they want to call me sooner, they can. And I'll tell them what I know, but that's my schedule. That's how I handle it. Nobody's ever complained. So, all right. Um, and past client engagement, right? I know I said SOI engagement, but past client engagement, are you reaching out to your past clients? I, if you are doing all of the things, you're probably sending holiday cards to them. You're probably sending birthday greetings to them, right? You probably sent them a congratulations card when they closed on their home. High five to you if you've done those things. You may even have your past clients out of drip campaign. So they're getting digital from you on a regular basis. They're getting emails, maybe some text messages, right? But are you calling them? Are you checking on them? Are you saying, hey, how's the house? Do you have them on social media so you can see that, oh, Patricia just planted flowers at the house you sold her and you want to call her and tell her how beautiful the flowers look. And let her tell you for five minutes about how wonderful it is to have this new garden that she has or to do this new landscaping, right? You want to have that connection. These people are already your raving fans. If they didn't give you a testimonial, you're going to ask them for one. If they did, they're already your raving fan. Now you're going to ask them for referrals. This is an opportunity and you don't have to on every call, but you want to engage so you're top of mind. People don't live in their email. We do as business people. We're in our emails a lot, but the, the, the lay person is not always in their email all the time. So past clients need you to check in with them. And you know what, guys? This is a plug for past client events. You got to get your clients together sometimes and do events. Even if I'm always inviting them and a lot of them are not coming because they're not available, great. I had an opportunity though to call them, to invite them to something. And it doesn't have to be something crazy big or it doesn't have to be something crazy expensive. It could be coffee at a coffee shop one morning between a couple of hours. I'm buying all my past clients coffee at the Dunkin' Donuts or at the local, I like a local coffee shop, like a local owned small business coffee shop in the area. It can be any of those, but that's another way to engage with them, not only over the phone, but in person. So 
These are all things that should be in your time block, right? We talked about following up with your people and uh, under contract already. Oh, and I think I talked about it briefly. Following up with your sellers, right? You have listings, follow up with those sellers, check with check in with them. Why is the house not selling? I know that's not a fun call to make, but why? Why is the house not selling? Let's review the feedback. What can we do together? Let's strategize together. Pull your seller in as your teammate so that they are on the same team as you. When they don't hear from you, this is when you get the calls that go like this. What are you doing that's on my house? You're not doing your job. I want to fire you. This is when you get those calls. When you pull them in and you're working together on it and they understand your level of effort and your analysis and your opinion about what's happening and your opinion about what they can or cannot do to help you move the needle on the home, right? Maybe it needs a price reduction. Maybe it needs some repairs. Maybe it needs some furniture removed. Maybe they need to paint and they didn't listen to you. And you're like, look, you need to paint, right? Going over the feedback with them, even if they've received it prior, getting on the phone with them once a week and going, let's review all the cumulative feedback for the last 30 days. Let's talk about where we're at, where we're at. Let's talk about what else we can do, right? Um, What you can do, what they can do. So getting with your sellers on a regular basis as well, not just your buyers, but your sellers to make sure that they stay engaged with you. They stay your raving fan, even when the sale is tough and there there's tough sales out there, right? There's both. So these are just some of the things that should be in your time block. These are money making, generating activities. We want to put them in our time block real specifically. Because here's the thing, when you have a time block that says make calls, when, it's, when the time block starts at 9 a.m. and you're like, great, I need to make calls right now. You're spending the first 15, 20, 30 minutes figuring out what calls you're going to make. And if it's an hour time block or a two-hour time block, you've wasted some time figuring out what to do. But if your time block says, call new leads, if your time block says, call pre-approved buyers shopping, Now you know exactly what to do. You don't have to think about anything. You just have to pull up the people to reach out to, right? Do for CMAs. That is more specific. So I want you to get your time box really specific so that you can make more money, right? You can make more money. You can stay engaged with more people and you can fill up that pipeline. We're filling pipelines for the next 90 days. And every time the month rolls, the next 90 days so that we have business every month of the year, year round. It works, you guys. I know I'm a product of it. For almost 10 years, I have had um, six to eight closings a month, every single month, no matter what. Every market for the last 10 years that we've had, including right now, um, I have had, I've been able to do that. And I'm telling you, it's because of the right level of activity. I started a market with no SOI, where I didn't know anyone where I was new. It's just doing all of these different activities in my schedule over and over again and building out the whole year in 90-day increments. If I can do it, you can do it. We can all do it. So that's my agent power huddle for today. I hope you get your time block going. Have a great day, you guys. Take care. Thanks, Amy. You're welcome. Have a great day. 
If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.